We gotta go to the bullpen. Welcome to the Highland Bullpen, the all-new podcast bringing America's pastime to Scotland shores. It doesn't matter if you're a Hall of Famer heading for Cooperstown or you're fresh out of the minor leagues, this is the podcast for you. So before I go on to talk about uh, the upcoming series between Chicago White Sox and the Houston Astros, just a couple of points with, with not being here the last couple of weeks uh, on how the White Sox finished their season. So again, it's all sort of said and done now. We are where we are. Uh, but some really interesting notes to take forward. I think it's interesting when you look back at the White Sox season, 162 games, um, but never won more than six on the trot. Never lost more than five in the trot. Uh, never had a losing month amongst all that period of time. Uh, the Field of Dreams game we've spoken about to death, uh, which is still a huge, huge part, I think, helps the White Sox uh, over the course of the next few weeks. Um, Tim Anderson was able to bat over 300 for the third season in a row, which is it's fantastic. Uh, Giolito and Dylan Cease both recorded over 200 strikes, which is uh, fantastic again. Uh, it just shows their level of consistency coming into this, the most important part of the season. Uh, and my main man, Jose Abreu, uh, again, this is his fifth season, where he's recorded 30 home runs and 100 RBIs, 100 ribbies, uh, which is, uh, I think it's a really important mark for all hitters across the leagues to, to aim for and to strive towards. So Jose nailing that. Uh, quite close towards the end of the season uh, is great news. Uh, on Jose, just a small kind of point that, that came up recently, but he uh, certainly in the last week of the season he'd been hit by a pitch twenty one times, which is, is an interesting point to talk about with the guys. Um, maybe at a later date, uh, maybe next season at this rate. Um, but when you consider those twenty one occurrences occurred between May and September that's that's four a month that's once a week your star man has been hit by a pitch and although I'm sure that every single pitcher would hold up their hands and say it's not intentional where there's been a lot of anger from the White Sox team uh, teammates and, and the coaching staff is that if your pitcher can't control that type of ball which is generally going to be inside and up um, which is really quite a, a difficult pitch for anyone to hit, let alone that seems to be a, a weak point for Jose. Um, if you can't control that, then you really run the risk of injuring someone. It can't be nice to be absolutely annihilated by a ball travelling 90, 100 miles an hour straight at your, your arm, your head, your neck, your jaw. Um, so, yeah, that's tension spilled over recently in a match with Detroit. I don't, I don't think there was any... Kind of badness involved, but I think Jose was hit for just one time too many, and the benches cleared, and it was quite a quite a sight to watch these things unfold. For a very mild mannered, tough man, and Jose Abreu, my number seventy nine. Uh, so that was quite quite interesting. Uh, some other little notes going into uh, this is this is the first time 
ever in franchise history. And given that the White Sox are probably one of the oldest teams in baseball, it's the first time ever that we've reached back-to-back post-seasons after qualifying last year in the 2020, you know, albeit an expanded postseason, but it's the first time ever in franchise history that's occurred. And one other really quite daunting um, point, which brings me into the series against the Astros, is that before the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, it had been 88 years since we even won a series during the postseason. Not the World Series, but just any series. It was 88 years. And worryingly, um, since that 2005 season, we've not won a single series in that period of time either. So hopefully it doesn't turn into um, a real drought. Um, but um, yeah, our, our best chance was sort of last year, coming up against Oakland, where we lost 2-1. But we'll be hoping to sort of change things against the Astros starting tonight, which I'm pretty excited about. And by the time the podcast comes out, I think there may be uh, well, there may be two games under a belt by that point. Uh, but that's it'll be really exciting to to try and pick up a series win, both these first couple of games in Houston. But again, I'll I'll cover that off in a moment. Had. Hello, listeners, and a warm welcome to the Highland Bullpen. We are nearly, we are in fact one game away as we speak from the end of the, the regular season and knowing who will be the teams contesting the playoffs to try and win the 2021 World Series. Now, for me and the Mariners, it was a case of so near, but yet so far, as the Seattle side just missed out in the last gasp of the regular season. But I'm, I'm proud of their efforts and I think they should be too. And I think there's a, a hugely encouraging future for the Mariners. Now, Alan, the Tigers' playoff dreams and postseason dreams died a while ago, but we had uh, a very exciting contest there between the Yankees and the Red Sox, the uh, American League wildcard game. And obviously our, our colleague in the bullpen, Yorkshire Dave, is still celebrating and can't be with us this evening as a result. But it was certainly a, a fantastic result for the boys from Boston, Alan. 100%. Um, and... We're obviously fans, I think. Well, I certainly am, and I think you are fans of the, the other three teams in here. They don't quite take the president's position of our own team, but we certainly do. So I wasn't going to wait up till one o'clock in the morning for first pitch for the, the Red Sox for Yankees game, but um, my, my phone has the notifications when I come get up in the morning, and it was, it was great, great to see. And they seem to have done it in a little bit of style uh, as, as well. Um, Good game, six two. Uh, our Hibs fan Dave enjoyed that. Hibs famously beat Hearts as about over twenty years ago, six two. I think not not quite the the seven goal drubbing of the early seventies, but I think that was two thousand. So that would have been nice for Dave to to see that win in there. Even even if the Hibs legend of uh, not quite Pat Stanton, but is it Jan Carlos Stanton of the Yankees? It is. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, uh, he almost hit a home run, but pleased to say the Stanton clan was unsuccessful because the famous Green Monster uh, robbed him on that. So I know Dave was pleased with that. He's away uh, down in the South Coast having a wee break with uh, Mrs. Dave um, uh, and the 
I can check on Untapped and I can confirm that he is celebrating the Red Sox victory <laughs> as well. Uh, Excellent. So I, I, I was interested, sorry, Richard, in the, the Mariners because you, you've said for a while you didn't see the Mariners quite making it to the playoffs. But at the end of the day, were they just like um, one game, yep. one win off? Yeah, absolutely. And it was, and they certainly couldn't have made any more determined uh, a run at it, Alan, to be honest with you. The odds were stacked heavily against them, you know, with 10 games to go. And they were, I think they were second only to the Cardinals in terms of the run of form they finished the season with as well. So that's the... To their great credit, and I, I, the reason I kind of given up hope was that uh, you know the Yankees, the Red Sox, and, and the Blue Jays were all ahead and had some games against each other. So I didn't see how they could all of them slip up far enough. But yeah, the Mariners believe the Mariners did, and they they had a fantastic run at it. And I think we'll be all stronger for that experience next season. I'm just hoping they can take some of that momentum of the closing stages into the 2022 season, because if they can do that, then there's another really exciting year in store for the Mariners as well. But uh, yeah, the, the Red Sox and Yankees, obviously, as you as you quite rightly said, Alan, we have our own favourites in the bullpen, but we, we do like to keep an eye and, and support the other, the other bullpen bros sides as well, particularly when they all join together on the fantasy baseball front. So we've definitely got reasons to cheer their success, but it was there. The Red Sox are coming out on top. I must confess, I I had a feeling that the Yankees were going to going to come out on top in that one, obviously pleased to be wrong. And actually, that the stats I should have looked at previously, uh, the Red Sox have had the Indian sign over the Yankees, if that's not contradiction terms, for, for a while in terms of postseason games. And the Red Sox now, following that 6-2 success, have won eight of the last nine postseason games when they've cut against the Yankees. Right. Uh, so it's a, a pretty impressive record and one that's only matched historically by the New York Giants of 1921 right. So, yeah, so Boston really should have been favoured, but uh, New York, possibly not the Yankees, possibly not unusually, were a little bit cocky and overconfident. I think there was uh, some, I think there was some word that they, they were really hoping to get Boston rather than landing Toronto, uh, rather, rather than taking on the Blue Jays when it came to that wildcard game. So not that the Red Sox ever need any extra motivation when it comes to taking on the Yankees, but I think the Yankees might have hand, unwisely handed them some. Yeah. I did hear that beforehand. It's, it's like brash talk or trash talk possibly as well, but you can understand it. I was, I was actually thinking when you talk about eight out of nine, yeah, can you imagine a situation where Rangers or Celtic have beaten the other team in eight or the eight of the nine last semi-finals or cup finals? That is just a curse you don't want to have to be on the wrong side of. And and given the Red Sox and the Yankees are really the two big names in, in baseball with that intense rivalry. That's um that's a brilliant record for Boston. Yeah, and you know, can only imagine the celebrations. I'm sure there would have been some some ale sucked in Boston. I'm sure on the back of that result. Yeah, so so the playoffs work effectively now that the wild card winners, um, they then go in to play the top team in the American League, which is Tampa Bay. So effectively, the top team are playing the fourth team, and the second team are playing the third team. So that's it's always seeded in that way, I think, Richard. 
Yeah, and that makes sense, Al. I think that seems like the fairest way to do it. I mean, I appreciate there's a separate argument as a one-game wildcard game where obviously one side has to have home advantage. And you mentioned there how the, the Green Monster came to the rescue somewhat as well. So it's the you can argue you could also argue, is it fair that you know the Dodgers for 106 wins to their name? Is it fair that they are they're in the wildcard game? They're they're playing a few hours from now. They'll be taking on the Cardinals, but uh, the Dodgers, that's a, a hell of a large number of wins to have and still be having to fight for your place in the in the postseason in a one-off game. I think that one's fascinating for, for two reasons. The Cardinals are the form team. And and when we touch on, the, we'll have a touch on the Fantasy League in a, in a short while. And thanks to our friend Jason of Ballcaps and Bagpipes for, for sponsoring and hosting that. I did say on the show about a month ago that uh, Birmingham AV, who were a bit of outsiders, had crept up, made it into the playoffs, uh, scraped through, uh, I think possibly on the last day, and then became champions, which I know it's only fantasy baseball, but you are picking players from certain teams, and he obviously had a form team, uh, and the two front runners fly ball to the moon and the birds of balls, uh, uh, we're, we're well beat by them there. So it's a tough game for LA. Um, and then, of course, you have this situation, I, I think it's the same with Boston and Tampa Bay, but LA and the Giants, or if LA go through, you've got two teams in the same division playing each other in that first through fourth place. Possibly not that unusual, I suppose, statistically. I hadn't thought about that before, but the best team are potentially likely to be trailed by a team who make the the, the wild card place. So that's not unreasonable. But you, you have, although it's that's a tough draw for the cards, um, playing LA and playing the Giants, if they go in as the form team and they're playing uh, a one-game, then a three-game match, I think it's one game to three-game, if I'm right, one game, three-game, five, seven, uh, they potentially have a good chance, if they keep their form going, to knock out two of the big guns there as well. Uh, Absolutely. And I think Al, the, the saying generally is, isn't it, that if you're going to if you're going to win the whole thing, then you're going to have to beat the best to do that. You know, it'd be very unlikely that you'll get to win a World Series without having had to take on and beat the best the best team or the, the form teams or whatever. So I think the Cardinals, despite that great form, Alan, you're you're exactly right. Despite that great form, I think they're long odds against to defeat the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are still very much the the pick, but it's but it's nine innings of baseball, and as we've said many times this season, anything can happen in, in nine innings of baseball. So uh, I think if the Dodgers get through tonight, then ironically they might be right back in terms of being the favourites for for the whole thing to win the World Series. But uh, I think the Cardinals are really interesting challenge for them as well. Oddly, as I think about it, I have seen both the World card, Wild Card games in my fairly. Uh, minor baseball watching life having seen the, the cards beat the Dodgers in LA uh, and then of course we obviously saw the London series as well so uh, exciting exciting times there so and obviously our own our own boys the Sox the White Sox uh, through as well as champions and they're playing we can go on with it this forever, Richard, but they're playing possibly our fifth team, the Houston Astros, and we were <laughs> lucky enough to be joined by Rob in the podcast in, earlier on, the Astros podcast. So 
I, I think uh, maybe that element of devilment in us that nobody likes the Astros, but we we welcome them in, and we've uh, uh, we've got Justin Verlander from Detroit. He's obviously not playing, but then we've got Cora at Boston and Hinch at, at the Tigers. So bit of a soft spot there. But sorry, Astros, we've got to see the White Sox go one step, at least one step more than last year, and get out of the divisional series playoffs and get into the championship championship series. Absolutely. We know Dave Jr. will be keeping everything crossed for that to happen, Alan. It's probably time, Alan, let's put our own cards on the table, uh, so to speak, again, in terms of who's going to win tonight. As I say, we're recording a few hours before the Dodgers take on the Cardinals. The Dodgers have won 15 games in a row at home, Alan, while the Cardinals have won 11 straight on the road. So something has got to give. So it's a classic confrontation. I'll let you have first pick. Is it going to be, you know, it's going to be that the cards are going to come up trumps or will the Dodgers march on to the, to the potentially to the World Series itself? The cards will fall into place and the form team of the Cardinals will win. Okay, a bold prediction, Alan. Well, I'm kind of delighted you left me with the Dodgers then because I think the Cardinals have had a fantastic run and are, and absolutely deserve all the plaudits have come, that have come their way. I just think the Dodgers in LA, I just think they'll have that little bit too much for them. And, and if they don't, though, you know, that would be a... I wouldn't rule out the Cardinals going any distance. If they can upset the Dodgers, they can do anything. So it'll be a fascinating, a fascinating contest. The, the thing, the thing for non-baseball fans, or we probably don't have non-baseball fans on the podcast, but for a lot of our, our, our homegrown fans who are into other sports, seeing it as a one-off game, uh, they hopefully now realise the importance of one player in the game, the pitcher. So uh, as you go into the the bigger, the three, the five, the seven game series, you're you're your pitching rotation is important, but this, I assume you get your best player out there to make sure you get the best pitcher out there to make sure you get through the the wild card. Uh, albeit that might mean he's not maybe ready for the third game of the championship series or the divisional series. I'm not sure, but that, that's, I'm assuming, the strategy, folks. Yeah, but it doesn't always pay off because the Yankees obviously had their top man in the mound uh, for, to take on the Red Sox and as it happened they kind of had a bit of a disaster in the pitching front they actually had seven seven walks they gave up the Yankees pitchers combined and that's actually uh, ties their worst ever uh, number of walks in a game in which they could be eliminated from the postseason so it was, I'm surprised uh, I'm surprised they didn't check our, out our fantasy league team and see that Nate Eovaldi Produced ten wins for us. I'm not sure how many wins he had over the series over the season, but we had him in for most of the season, uh, and we got ten wins out of him in our fantasy league with an ERA of three point five two. So yeah, delighted one of our hardcore regulars in the fantasy team got the glory of that wild card game. I know, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think the White Sox are a, are a live contender to, to take it all. I think the Astros are second favourites behind the Dodgers uh, and the Cardinals, obviously, given the challenge they face tonight, are the outsiders among the pack. But if I was to pick anyone who could spin an upset, I think I think the Brewers are a really strong team, Al, who, who I think have the potential on their day to upset anyone else in, in, the, in the postseason. 
Yeah, I was reading something about the, the Brewers, um, and forgive me for saying it, guys, they're not one of the glamorous names of, of Major League Baseball. Um, so it was quite nice to read someone touting them there. 95 wins in the regular season. Um, I think that was only beaten by the two big guns of the National League West. Uh, no, nobody in the National League East came close to that. Um, I'm not sure about the American League, 95 wins. The, the Rays had more. Yeah, same as the Astros. So, yeah, uh, be good to see. What's their form like going into that? Uh, uh, we bit not not great form just now. Good away, good good on the road form from the Brewers. They must not like Bernie the Brewer going into the the beer tank too often from, from a home perspective. Or maybe that motivates the opposition. Uh, he'll not do it when the opposition score, will he? No, I suspect he would. I'm sure he wouldn't be be favouring them with that kind of stuff, Al. But it certainly has been. It's certainly been a. You know, we've had a hugely exciting end and maybe a bit biased because the Mariners were part of that exciting end to the season. But, you know, it's been a fantastic end to the regular season. Having a Yankees-Red Sox wildcard one-off game is fantastic. A really interesting wildcard game tonight as well. And then a really fascinating postseason. You know, the Champions Division Series coming up, etc. So after last season, I know there's... There'll always be somewhat of an asterisk over whether last season was a, a proper season and a, and a proper World Series and proper World Champions. It's great to be back there in, in the traditional finale to the baseball season. Yes, yes, after the full 162 games. So, yeah, the Brewers just on a closer, well, it doesn't take much to have a look at the schedule, but they've obviously got the Braves and you've got to assume the Braves are the weak link of the teams who've made the playoffs, uh, which which puts the Brewers into the championship series. Does that allow them to keep their pitchers a wee bit fresher for the championship series if you've got the Giants, the Dodgers and the Cards all playing each other? So, yeah, are you suggesting you're picking the Brewers to pick the championship series or are you not going to be as bold as that with the two big guns from the West? I'd say the Brewers to beat the Braves. First off, I do fancy them to, to beat the Braves. So, no, I'm just like you, Alan, they're a kind of a scrappy kind of team. And I mean that in, in the positive sense of it. You know, I think they are greater than the sum of their parts. And there's some kind of fairly star studded lineups in the in the postseason, as there always are. And there's just, yeah, something about them. Something about them. I mean, maybe it's I've always liked the song, What Made Milwaukee Famous. Maybe that's always influenced me a bit. And from memory, I think Happy Days was set in Milwaukee. From memory, so I've got uh, yeah. a, a kind of Fonzie and the gang, etc. So, and Brewers, I mean, Brewers, I'm, I'm a great fan of Brewers and all their work, Alan, as you know. I, I think it's uh, highly commendable that as well. As a uh, yes, I think um, uh, Yorkshire Dave has mentioned that from time to time as well. So, yeah, the uh, the, the, the Brewers can, can sneak in there as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm with you, the Brewers will beat the Braves. Um, so we're then pitching for the Cards v the Giants or the Dodgers v the Giants. That's a that's a tough one. I, um, much as I was talking about form, I, I think I'm one of those guys that will go with let let the Giants have it. They've had the best season. Is it is that too much of the football fan in me there, Richard? Saying that the the, the top team really need to be going. Yeah. 
I think it's a bit, a bit of the old, bit of the old romantic in you, Alan. It's a, a, I think so. It's, a, I mean, it was an incredibly close run race. The, you know, the NL West just that single game separating the the Giants and the, and the Dodgers. So it's, a, should it be that they, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just not quite sure who I fancy beyond the kind of first round of games. But I don't think I think we'll have new World Series champions this year, Alan. I don't think the Dodgers will successfully defend their title, but who'll stop them? I can't say because I'm picking them to beat the Cards, so it'll be someone else will have to stop them. So do you know there are two teams in the playoffs who have never won the World Series? Uh, let me see if I can work out who that would be without cheating. Uh, the Brewers, are they one of them? The Brewers are one of them. I was surprised at the other one, but on reflection, maybe not. Uh, the Rays? Yes. Must be a fairly new franchise, though, I think, Richard. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, the man yeah. ever appeared in a World Series? No, from memory, Alan, they're the only, yeah. the only MLB team never to featured in a World Series. So there's I think... There's a few that haven't won them, obviously, as you've kind of alluded to there. But I think the Mariners are the only team to never have made it to the baseball showpiece. So let's let's hold on to that thought before looking at the championship, and because there's there's something forming in my mind now um, that we're we're seeing the Giants, the Giants feed the Brewers. Are you going with the Giants as well, actually, to make the championship series? Yes, I think so. Right. So let's hold that. And then the, the American League Championship Series. Um, we So we've got our two teams in here. Yep. Tampa Bay, Boston, and the White Sox and the Astros. Tampa Bay be too strong for Boston? I think Boston... Inspired. That's where we get to that discussion we've had before about momentum and I appreciate finishing the regular season. Boston's form is a bit patchy, but I don't think you can underestimate the boost the Red Sox get from beating the Yankees. I really think that's a, a turbo boost to them in terms of their morale, their confidence, their form. Okay. And I, 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 yeah, I expect the Red Sox to beat them. Okay. Yorkshire Dave's not on the call and he knows I'll be rooting for the Red Sox. So I'm going to go for Tampa Bay. Um, and then the, the White Sox and the Astros, Richard. Oof. Uh, I wouldn't dare upset Dave Jr. by suggesting that. I, I think that's a pick em. I really do. I think that's incredibly hard to call. It, that's probably, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right there. Um I'm keen to see the White Sox go one step beyond their madness there, their last year's, uh, and and keep that momentum going. So I'm I'm going to go for the White Sox. Right. So, yeah, White no, Sox. Was... So I've got White Sox v Tampa Bay. Uh, you're sitting on the fence a wee bit there, I think. Well, no, I, I will. Given you've been you you've, you've been bold, and I'll I'll make the prediction and hope to be wrong. That the Astros will just, you know, just just have too much for the White Sox. So we've got completely different 
<laughs> Predictions for the... I was going to call it a semi-final, but it's not a semi-final because you, you win the American League. Yeah. Um, Boston v. the Astros and I've got Tampa v. v. the White Sox. Because um, I'm, I'm going to come on to that. I'm going to go for Tampa Bay and sorry, Dave Jr. Um, I think... And I think I'm, I'm probably... I'm playing the odds and, and I'm being been biased again there in terms of the big the big win teams. Yep. I think the Red Sox are going to be in the World Series, Al. So they're going to beat they're going to beat Tampa Bay. Yep. I am going all in on the boys from Boston, Al, and I appreciate there's probably not too much logic behind it. But as yep. I say, I, I just think the uh, momentum can be long momentum, if you like, that those teams that you mentioned have racked up the most regular season wins have behind them. But you can also get that injection of momentum, and I, I really think that will carry Boston. In, in a way, they fought and scraped to get into the playoffs, uh, but they had to because they they struggled with they had a lot of COVID issues. Um, so they're probably a stronger team than people, the, the numbers may be giving them credit for. And I, I think you're making a good point. There. I think that will be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, the reason I wanted to go for Tampa Bay is I want to have a World Series where nobody has won it before. Uh, history being made, history guaranteed to be made in that scenario. Then, uh, Alan, okay, then in your in your scenario where we've got the two teams who have never never won the World Series, who's going to be the team to do it? Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay will, will be the world champions. Okay, okay, that's a bold prediction. That's Alan on the record. Tip for Tampa, excellent. And so, in my scenario, then Alan, let me see. I've got Boston forming one half of the World Series, and I think I had them against. See if you can remind me who I had them against. So in the World Series, it's going to be the Giants or the Brewers, then. Yep, and I think it'll be the Giants of those two. So I will have the Giants beating Boston in the World Series. Good stuff. There we have it, folks. It's all sorted. Well, even we managed to do our, our, our massive baseball knowledge and expertise has been put in there, Richard, and we've come up with our own reasons, which range from they were the best team in the season, so they deserve to win, through to let's have a new name on the trophy and a little bit of love for our own couple of teams there with the Red Sox and the White Sox. So we've all got our own reasons for rooting. Absolutely. Uh, for the home team, our home teams. So it'll be good. Looking forward to that. And uh, yeah. Yep. Our predictions are based on a bit of love, a bit of logic and a bit of luck, Alan. So we'll see where that leads us to come the Fall Classic. And, and the interesting one for me, of course, is you, you touched on the Mariners at the start of this. The, the, the Tigers have had a fascinating season as it's 77 wins I think it was 85 losses but they opened the season something crazy like 9 and 26 so after they got the first month and a half out of the way they were actually one of the big form teams there my my limited knowledge assumes that AJ Hinch was coming in making a difference he obviously left Daz Cameron out at the start of the season pulled him in uh, as, as they started winning they gave, gave him a wee break but he, it was nice for me and, and hopefully others to see Daz getting called back in for the end of the season um, now played over 50 games to the Tigers which I think is a 
something to be proud of. I'm sure he's got bigger aspirations and ambitions than that. Uh, hit, hit fourth home run uh, against the White Sox for a, a wee win at, at the end of the season. So um, Tigers are looking good. It'll be interesting. Uh, there's, there's positive talk about what they'll do in trading and free agency and what have you. I don't know how exactly how all that works. That'll be some of our winter homework, I guess, to to find out a bit of that for you, Richard. Um, but there was a bench clearing incident with the Tigers and the White Sox. Um, I, I I know that uh, oh, Dave Junior is down the gym a bit too often. I don't want to be in a bench clearing with him. <laughs> but uh, good good article in the Athletic, which was implying that it's um, a prelude, possibly to a proper on-field rivalry, as well. And can the Tigers in 2022 try to push the White Sox uh, a wee bit closer as well with one or two extra trades and continuing to bring through some good young talent, talent yeah. particularly in their starting pitchers. So, yeah, I'm more about for plate clearing than bench clearing, to be honest, Alan. <laughs> But I do, I do enjoy watching a bit of baseball brawling, I must say. And yeah, I think that's a really interesting one, Alan. You made a good point there about the Tigers. Finished middle of the pack in the AL Central, you know, a respectable, I think a respectable season, Alan, would probably be a fair description for, for the, how the Tigers have gone. They couldn't quite get up to the 500 mark, but as you say, that was a big ask. That was a big ask after the, the start they had, the yeah. slow start they've had. So actually, they probably, for the bulk of the season, were actually hitting... 500 plus form they've just given themselves too much of a too much of a handicap too much yeah. of a, 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 a bad start yeah so, somewhere in the top 20 I think the way I look at it I match all the 30 teams I think the Tigers might have been about 18th but, and given they've had the first round draft picks the last couple of years we know that 18th is an improvement um, so that that's that's good to see uh, so I they, yeah you gotta gotta make sure they start next season as well as they finish this season, and if not a wee bit better with some with some new signings in there as well. So, um, I'm I've enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the playoffs, stress free, um, and I look forward to the Tigers of 2022. And in, in addition, in 2022, I look forward to more fantasy baseball and maybe like the Tigers, we might even understand what we're doing the first few weeks. <laughs> well, that's it, Alan. We, 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 to be fair, the Tigers have been around a little bit longer than us in the world of baseball, so they've probably got less excuse for, for their slow start. But yeah, we had a, a good, a good, and more than respectable fantasy campaign, I would say, Alan. We yourself and Yorkshire Dave very much at the helm of that fifth place. Uh, so we we made the what did they call it the the championship bracket. Uh, so that was good. Top the top eight went in there, and the top eight went into the challenge bracket, or as as uh, Dave Junior called it, the Europa Conference League. Uh, so we we made that. Um, we got we yeah we 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 lost our first game, but then we won the fifth sixth place playoff, um, and 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 we did quite well in that. So and learned a lot about baseball positions. Um, we didn't, to be honest, I was struggling at the start about the, the relief pitchers. We, we we had a loaded starting pitch rotation, but then we realised that uh, a couple of the categories we were losing out on, so we, we did well there. Um, we, we turfed with Kendall Graveman, and there was another 
Seattle guy that went to Houston as well. We um, don't remember what his name was, but we we turfed the two of them as soon as they decided they weren't no longer playing for our our team. I think uh, Montero. Um, they had been bringing in some saves and some good numbers. Uh, went to Houston, so that 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 was good. Um, uh, do, we, do we have an MVP, Alan? Do we have an MVP for our, our fantasy team? Just having a quick look at the the numbers here just now, so I will give you one for um, both pitching and batting. So I'll probably look at it in terms of games played. Uh, Robbie Grossman played 147, J.D. Martinez 147, Seager 142, and Abreu 152. So that's one from each of the teams. Uh, came in well, uh, gave a lot of games there. Uh, oh, it's quite... They all produce different stats. I mean, like uh, J.D. Martinez doesn't steal bases. Um, Seager gets the home runs. Oh, we don't. We don't need. We don't need to be ruled by the numbers per se, Alan. Who's been your standout? Who's been you? It might be somebody that delivered in a particularly close oh. contest or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Robbie Grossman then, because he, he's a tiger. Um, he's he's <laughs> all around numbers actually. Um, uh, the, the stolen bases was something we weren't paying an awful lot of attention to, uh, but he, he was hitting two forty two, uh, eighty four runs. Didn't, I, I don't understand it. Not so many RBIs, but good numbers from Robbie. So he deserves it because he, he was a name. I, didn't, I think he was new to the Tigers. I didn't particularly know him that well. Uh, in, in terms of pitching, um, Giolito, look at Giolito, 11 wins. So he he knocked out Ivaldi and Dylan Cease, who both had 10 wins. Uh, in terms of saves, we'll ignore Kendall Graveman. Uh, Gregory Soto of the Tigers with 12, one ahead of uh, Stecken Rider of Seattle. So, ooh, um, can't really give it to Gregory Soto, can I? And have a Tiger in both categories? It wouldn't entirely surprise us, I think, Gil. <laughs> Maybe let Giolito have the MVP on the pitching side. Ah, oh, it's very generous of you, very generous of you, Alan. It's certainly been a fantastic, a fantastic year of fantasy league rookie year. I think we've enjoyed it a great deal. And to finish the show today, we've got Dave Junior giving his predictions for how the playoffs and the World Series will end up. Uh, will he tip the White Sox? Find out now. Hi guys, it's Cap here, and it's just my little outtake for the postseason, the 2021 MLB season. So I know that myself and the other guys all uh, disagree or just differ in, in where we think things are going to go. Um, at the moment, from an American League point of view, I have, well, I had uh, Boston taking the Yankees. Uh, I really quite like Boston's team, and that came to fruition two nights ago. Uh, which now means Boston will take on Tampa. And I actually think, not just for Dave, but I think that Boston uh, have got the beating of Tampa. Uh, Tampa are a great team on the day, but I really think that the Red Sox can go on to that ACA, sorry, ALCS final. Uh, and meeting them there, uh, I think, well, I've got to say the White Sox. So at the moment, my feeling is that the, the American League representative will be some type of sock. Um, actually, from a White Sox perspective, and I'll, I'll touch on this uh, in a different note later on, 
Um, but I feel the hardest game possible for the White Sox would have been, or sorry, is the Astros. Um, so I've got a feeling that if we can get past the Astros, I really feel that the White Sox can make it all the way to the World Series final. Sorry, the World Series itself. Um, my nightmare would have been playing either Houston or the Yankees uh, because I do feel we've got the beating of the Red Sox or Tampa Bay uh, from the games that we've played this season. Um, so I, I really think that Actually, I I really think the the winner of the American League could come from the White Sox and Astros match itself. Really tight, and again, I'll touch on that more in some detail later on. Uh, But that's my pick for the American League. On the other side, I've got to go Dodgers, I'm afraid. So again, I had the Dodgers to beat the Cardinals, which which transpired last night. And I think, although uh, San Francisco managed to pip the Dodgers... um, in their own league I think that the Dodgers when it comes down to it will have enough and they'll take care of business on the other end uh, unlike my son who thinks the Braves will win I've got the Brewers beating the Braves uh, and going on to meet the Dodgers in the NLCS where the Dodgers will prevail to meet one of the Sox uh, in the World Series itself so I think it's really exciting there's some great matchups Do you know, it, it really shows you although you're down to uh, eight teams, although ten if you include the two wild card spots, uh, it feels like you know a third of your league is represented in the postseason. So, it, but it still feels like all ten teams have a real amount of quality, and that's not to mention some of the teams that just missed out, like Richards Mariners. So, I think it's a great postseason. We're down to the last eight, uh, and let's see where things go from tonight.